the book of Ezekiel chapter 34. Ezekiel 34. Wasn't that a precious song? What a great message. What a great promise. It's been good to be in the Lord's house this morning. It has been good. And I hope and pray that you're enjoying yourself in the Lord and I hope and pray that you are in the position where we can worship the Lord and focus on Him. What a great privilege we have today to take the Word of God and get in it, study it, learn of it, and apply it to us. I want you to know it's a great privilege to be able to come to the Lord's house and to sing His praises and to preach His holy Word. Are you glad to be here today? Are you glad to be saved? Nothing greater than the hand of Jesus coming down and saving us and touching us, redeeming us. It's good to be saved today. Y'all smile real big and pretty. There we go. Y'all stand with me. Ezekiel 34. Let's reverence the Word of God this morning. Verse 11. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day, that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. I'm glad in the cloudy and dark day of my life Jesus came looking for me. Verse 14, he said, I will feed them in a good pasture, and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be, There shall they lie in a good fold, and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down. Isn't that precious? I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. Now listen to this verse. I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong, I will feed them with judgment. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you. Bless the reading of your word this morning. Give me the strength to preach your word, Lord. Lord, I don't want to be seen, but I want your son Jesus to be seen today. Lord, these people don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from you. And I pray that I allow your Holy Spirit to guide me and lead me this morning, Lord. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved. I pray that saved will be drawn closer to you, Lord. Lord, us that are saved, I pray that You'd help us to enjoy what we have in You. Thank You for seeking me out, Lord. Thank You for coming to me when I didn't go to You. Lord, I love You and I praise Your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. You may be seated. The title of the message this morning is in the form of a question. And the question that I want to ask this morning, what is God seeking? What is God seeking? We find the context today in Ezekiel 34. The Ezekiel was sent to the nation of Israel in Babylonian captivity. And God is speaking through Ezekiel. And if you'll read the first ten verses, you'll learn that God is disappointed in the shepherds that He sent to the people. And the shepherds and the leaders and the spiritual leaders of the people that He sent to them to help them, they failed in their duties and instead of seeking the need of the people, they sought their own needs. Instead of reaching out and taking care of the people of Israel, they took care of their own needs. And He begins in the first ten verses to voice His opposition against the shepherds. And He begins to voice His uh, His 
his disapproval of them and how he did not agree how they were handling the flock. Now, he's talking to the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel is scattered about. The nation of Israel is in a bad position. They're in a bad place and they're scattered about. And friend, he sent those men to them and those men let the people down. Those men let God down. And God said, listen, you turn your back on those people. You turn their back, your back on their need. You didn't have compassion upon them. But this is what I love in verse 11. For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Men has failed the nation of Israel, but God said, I will pick up where they left off. I will do what no man can do, and I will go seek the the lost house of Israel, and I will bring again those people. I will go out to those that are hurting, and I will heal them. I will go to those that need, that are sick and need a healing, and I will heal them. I will go to those that are hungry, and I will fill them and feed them. I will go to them that are lost. And I will save them. I will seek them out. I'll tell you what, the one thing that I love about being saved is every day I learn about how much God loves me and how much God is worried about me and how much God is invested in me. And it's amazing as I read this Scripture how much God loved these people regardless of how they treated Him, regardless of what they done to Him. He still went to them when they didn't go to Him. And friend, I'm glad today that when I'm down and when I'm low and when I'm in trouble, trouble and I'm lost, I'm glad that God comes to me. I'm glad He comes to me. The Bible says that no man can come to me. Jesus said this, except the Father which has sent Him draw, sent me draw Him. He said in John 12, 32, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I want you to know it's not me that went to God. It's God that came to me. It wasn't you that went to Jesus. It was Jesus that first came to you. I'm glad to know today that when I didn't seek Him, He sought me. I'm glad to know that when I didn't love Him, He loved me. I'm glad to know today that when I didn't care for Him, He cared for me. When I took no thought for God, God took thought for me. I'm glad to know that when I was lost and undone, without God or a Son, there was a holy and righteous God concerned about me and worried about me and loved me and cared for me and desired me and had compassion over me. Friend, I'm glad when I treated God like a dirty dog, He treated me like a son. I'm glad today that when I have disobeyed Him and when I have thrown His name in the dirt, He has done nothing but loved me and cared for me and loved on me. When I had no idea He was coming my way, friend, He was coming after me, seeking me. And aren't you glad today that He came to you? He came to you where you are. I want you to know the very day that you were born on this earth, He started coming to you, seeking you out. Boy, it's a good thing. Because in our nature, we never seek Him. But He seeks us first. Aren't you glad He sought you today? Aren't you glad that He loved you when you didn't love Him? Aren't you glad He knew you when you didn't know Him? I'm glad He knows our name. I'm glad He knows every hair on our head this morning. He knows you. You say, I don't know God. Well, friend, He knows you. 
He knows you. I want to look this morning in the Scripture. And I want to think and look about how God is a seeking God. He said here in verse 16, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen them that was sick. Oh, I'm so glad God is caring today to come to us in our need. I'm so glad that God cares enough to come to me to give me what I need. I want you to look in Luke 19. And I want to look at a few places this morning where God is seeking us. There are some areas in our life that God is seeking us. If you're with me, say amen. I want to remind you we're not at a funeral this morning. We're not here because somebody died. We're here because somebody's alive this morning, okay? We can get excited about what the Lord's done. I get excited when I think about how God came to me. I want you to look in Luke 19, in verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek. There's that word, seek. He's come to seek and to save them that are lost. What is God seeking this morning? Number one, to fulfill man's greatest need. To fulfill man's greatest need. I want you to know the very day you were born on this earth, you had a need. You had a need. And God saw your need the very day that you were born. And He seen your need. And He realized and He knew better than anybody that your need was not money, was not a career, was not popularity. But He knew that your need was a Savior. He knew there was coming a day that you were going to need to be saved. I want you to understand today, your greatest need is not everything the world can give you, but your greatest need is what God can give you through Jesus this morning. Your greatest need is to be saved. You know what my problem is? Ask my wife, she'll tell you. She's got a list full of them. I even got amen over here. You're not supposed to amen that. But my problem is I'm a sinner. And I come short of the honor and glory of God. And every individual that is born in this world is born into this world, a center of the seed of Adam. And we have a need. We have a problem. And friend, we've got to quit looking over it. We've got to quit ignoring it. We've got to quit looking the other way. And we've got to understand that our greatest need is not hitting a baseball, throwing a football, shooting a basketball. Our greatest need is not killing a deer. Our greatest need is we need a Savior. And we need to be saved. I want you to know the greatest need in this world is not to feed the hungry, but that everybody would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the very day you were born, your mom and daddy may have not seen it, your friends may have not seen it, but God looked down on you and He said the greatest need that individual has is for me to save their soul. The very day that I was born on this earth in Glenwood Hospital, 32 years ago, I was born and there was this little baby, Jeff and Ann Lou Ellen was so happy. They were so excited. And that very day, God began to seek me out. I want you to know I was born on a Wednesday and I was in Sunday school Sunday morning. I'll tell you what. I guarantee you, I count on one hand how many times I miss Sunday school. I'm so thankful for a God that put me in a home of a Christian man and Christian woman. You know what that was? That was God seeking me. And as I began to grow through the church as a little boy, I began to learn uh, stories about David and Goliath and Joan and the well and the cross and the Apostle Paul singing in the jail cell. And I began to learn these songs about amazing grace and victory in Jesus. And Jesus loves me this. 
this I know. I didn't know what it all meant at that time. But I know now that it was God seeking me. That was coming to me, telling me that I was lost and I needed to be saved. Oh, those sermons that I yawned through, that I tried to stay awake through. Hey, I know I've been where you are. I understand that. And those songs that people got up and sang, and there was something in there that got a hold of me. And there was something that got a hold of me in the sermon and in the message. You know what that is? That's God seeking me. And all through my life, I didn't understand it there, but for 13 years, God was seeking to save me. And I had no idea. And He was doing everything to tell me and show me that I was lost and I needed to be saved. There was times that He came to me that I see it now, but I didn't see it then. And I remember as a 13-year-old boy, we went to uh, Monroe, Louisiana to the Civic Center to watch the Cathedral Quartet and their farewell tour. Man, it was awesome. Glenn Payne got up there and he sang, We Shall See Jesus. And that very night, there was a holy and righteous God that came to me, seeking me and said, If you died today, you'd never see me. And for two weeks, God got a hold of me and convicted me. And that very night, the conviction started. And I laid my head down on my pillow and I cried myself to sleep. I knew I was dying and going to hell. You know what that was? That was God. That was God seeking me out. That was that sweet Holy Spirit coming to me saying, you've got to be saved. And He came to me and He came to me. And for two weeks, He stayed on me. I want you to know I was uncomfortable. I want you to know I was under conviction. I was miserable. But the reality of it is a holy and righteous God looked at me and He saw my need. And he said, that little boy needs to be saved. And bless God, he came to me when I didn't go to him. He loved me when I didn't love him. And I want you to know that he got a hold of me. You say, preacher, why won't God leave me alone? Because he loves you today. He loves you today. And I want you to understand that he's calling you to be saved. He is reaching out for you. But let me tell you something. God's not, don't want you to be miserable. He wants you to be saved. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm sitting here in this pew and I'm not letting go, preacher. Well, I'll tell you what, the preacher's going to hush. The singer's going to hush, but God will not hush. And the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit's going to continue. The greatest piece of advice that I can give you is that when God is seeking you out, you cry out and you call out to Him. Call out to Him and be saved. He said, I come to seek and to save them that are lost. May I tell you that there was a day that I was lost. You say, who's he seeking to save? He's seeking to save everybody. Well, preacher, you don't know where I come from. He's not coming for me. Yes, he is. He loves you. He loves you, and he's not willing that you perish this morning, but that you have everlasting life. These groups, these, these religious groups that say, well, salvation is for certain groups. Shame on them. Shame on them. Salvation is for whosoever will today. I want you to know if you have a soul, God cares about you. God cares about you. And let me tell you something. God's not worried about your popularity. He's not worried about your bank account. He's worried about your soul. And He wants you to be saved today. He wants you to be saved. Oh, I'm so glad. On that son, two weeks I went under conviction. And I sat back there on that back row right where them kids are sitting back there. And I gripped that back pew and the preacher got to preaching on hell. I can't believe that preacher preached right to me, but he did. Made me miserable. It wasn't that preacher, it was God. And he came knocking on my door. Oh, I'm so glad he came to me when I didn't go to him. I'm so glad he loved me when I didn't love him. 
I'm not worth loving and He loves me anyway. Isn't that a holy and righteous God? He's seeking you out this morning. He wants to save your soul. I want you to look with me in the book of John chapter 4. If you're with me, say Amen. Don't fall asleep on me this morning. I want your attention. I want you to notice what else God is seeking. He's seeking to fulfill man's greatest need. And He's also seeking to fulfill man's greatest desire. I want you to notice John chapter 4 and verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Notice what it said. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. There's that word again for the second time. He's seeking the lost and He's seeking people to worship Him. Notice verse 24. For God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The very day that I was born, there was a natural desire in my heart and soul. I had no idea what it was at the time, but I noticed that the very first time that I was growing up and I realized there was a natural desire, and it was to give my life to somebody or something. If you notice today, even people that don't believe in God, everybody is worshiping somebody. Everybody is worshiping something today. They may not be worshiping the Lord, but they're worshiping something. You know why? Because the very day that we are born, we are born with the nature to worship something. To worship somebody. There was a natural longing. And that's why everybody is chasing after all of these false gods and all of these false images. And everybody says, well, I'll never bow down to anybody or anything. I promise you, everybody is worshiping somebody. Everybody is worshiping something. And the very day that God came to me and saved my soul, that natural desire that I had to worship somebody, I want you to know the focal point of my worship was no longer found on this earth, but my focal point of worship needed to go to my Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to know that the greatest desire that I have when I wake up is to bring honor and glory to my Creator. Friend, I am His creation. He is my Creator. He deserves my honor and glory. He deserves my adoration. He deserves our worship. Can y'all hear me this morning? Are y'all awake this morning? He is worthy of every bit of it. And I want you to know that He is seeking men and women and young children to fall down upon their face and to give Him honor and glory. We run all over the earth and we run all around in our life giving time here and giving time there. And friend, I want you to know your greatest desire is not to follow after the things of the world, but to follow after the things of God, to worship Him, to follow Him. I want you to understand that there's nothing that I want more than to satisfy Him today. And I'm glad to save people that He comes to us, seeking us to worship Him, seeking us to fall down and praise Him. I love what the psalmist David said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. He said it many times there. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Do you realize, child of God, that God comes to us, seeking us to worship Him and praise Him and bring Him adoration? I want you to know that He's seeking us today to stand up for His holy name. He's seeking us today to stand up in this lost and dying world. He is seeking us to worship Him every opportunity that we get. 
I'm going to say it, Brother Russell, he picks on me all the time about this. But it's not that I have to worship Him, that I get to worship Him today. He is seeking me. He is coming to me and saying, Josh, I've saved you. I've redeemed you. Would you give me glory? Let me tell you something. He saved you today. He's bought you today. He's redeemed you today. Would you give Him glory? You came to this place. You know why? Not because your wife told you to. I hope not. But a holy and righteous God came to you and gave you that unction to lay it all down on the line for Him. He's worthy today. We, He is seeking us to worship Him. How is it today that we worship Him? In spirit and in truth. We are to be guided in our worship by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. We are to worship Him according to how He has directed us to worship Him. And friend... Let it all be about Him. Let it all be about Him. Are y'all with me this morning? Let it all be about Him. I want you to know that He's seeking us as His people to fall down and give Him praise. I'll tell you what. God's people have been quiet long enough. We've been quiet long enough. That's why our nation's in the condition that it's in. Because God's people has been quiet long enough. It's time to stand up and shout. His holy and precious name. Well, preacher, I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody. Who cares? The only one I don't want to offend is the Lord today. He is seeking you out to praise His holy name. He is seeking you out to worship Him and to glorify Him. And He said, if men would just lift me up, if they'll just exalt me, I'll draw all men unto me. He's seeking you today. I want you to notice back in the book of Ezekiel. Notice the third and final one here in Ezekiel 22. The book of Ezekiel chapter 22. Oh, I love this verse. Ezekiel 22 and verse 30. He's seeking to fulfill man's greatest need. He's seeking to fulfill man's greatest desire. And number three, he's seeking to fulfill man's greatest pleasure. Notice verse 30. And I sought for a man. There it is again. God's going across the earth and He's seeking people to be saved. He's seeking people to worship Him. And here we find here that I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Boy, that's sad, isn't it? God looked out and He sought for people that would stand in the gap. I want you to know that God was seeking in that day young men and young women and couples to stand up for what is right and what is wrong. And that day He was looking for somebody to stand between the lost society and that place called hell. And He looked out and He found no one that was willing to stand. But may I tell you that He's still seeking us out today. And He's seeking to fulfill our greatest pleasure. And I want you to know that as a child of God, your greatest pleasure should not be the things of this world. But it should be to go out and tell people about Jesus. The greatest day of my life is the day that Jesus saved me. The second day, the second greatest day of my life is all those that I've got to lead to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to know it's not a hindrance to serve God. It's a pleasure to serve God. He is seeking us out to stand up 
and to serve Him. I want you to know that He will come to you and convict you to teach a class. He will come to you and convict you about your service. He will convict you and seek you out about witnessing and being a light in this lost and dying world. He is seeking you out. He is seeking His people out. Isn't that awesome? He came to me and called me to preach when I promise you I didn't want to preach. And I said, God, I'm not fit to preach. I'm still not fit to preach, but He came to me anyway. You know what? It wasn't my call, but it was His call. And He sought me out to go preach. And let me tell you something, men. He's still seeking men out to go preach today and to fill the pulpits and to preach His holy Word. I'm glad that He's still calling men to preach this morning. I get three amens on that. Come on now. I'm glad He's still calling men to preach. I'm glad that He's still calling people to teach. I'm glad that He's still calling people to sing His praises. Friend, He is seeking us out to serve Him. Friend, if He's seeking you out, would you answer that call? There's nothing greater than standing in the gap. There's nothing greater than standing between lost society and that place called hell. Let me tell you something today. I understand how much God sought me. And every day I learn more and more about what God has given for me. And this is amazing. I was lost and undone, and He came to me to save me. All eyes up here, please. All eyes up here. He came to me and sought me out to save my soul. He went all around the world to save me, to seek me out. When I was disobedient, when I didn't know of Him, when I didn't care for Him, He cared for me. And I want you to understand this, when I wasn't worthy to stand behind a pulpit, He was doing something to get me ready. He was seeking me out to stand behind this pulpit. Friend, there's nobody more unworthy to stand back here than me. But this ain't my doings, this is God's doings. Because He's done this. And He is seeking you out, child of God, to serve Him. The lost person, he is seeking to save your soul. He is knocking on that door this morning, wanting in. Would you open that door and be saved? Oh, would you realize what he's done to save your soul? Would you realize today that even though you give him no thought, he knows every hair in your head? Even though that you've been disobedient, even though you've been sorry, he's been faithful to you. And that sweet Holy Spirit is in this place today and he's convicting you. Lost person, it's time to be saved. Well, if that preacher will hush, I'll get out of this. I'm glad when the preacher hushes that God doesn't. I'm glad that when the singers hush that God doesn't. That that Holy Spirit is still convicting and He's still leading and He's still guiding. I told the little kids this morning, Mark chapter 6, the disciples were on the sea. And in their greatest despair, here came Jesus. And that cloudy and dark day, aren't you glad that Jesus comes walking by? But the Bible said, and He would have passed them by. But they cried out. He's seeking you today. Would you cry out? There may be a day that He will pass you by. But if He's coming your way today, would you cry out to Him and be saved? You don't know how long He's seeking you. You don't know how long He's going to call out. Answer, today is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Child of God, He's seeking you out to serve Him. What else has He got to do to show you? 
Man, I thought for years that I could run from what God has called me to do. But he kept on and he kept on. You know what? God wouldn't leave me alone. Aren't you glad that God won't leave us alone? His will is perfect. You say, well, I don't want to do what God wants to do. Well, friend, you better. Because he'll bring you down to your knees. He'll bring you down to your face to get you where you need to be. April, August, excuse me, 17, 2004. I ran and I ran and I ran from God. But he was running to me the whole time. And he said, Josh, it's time for you to fall down and submit yourself to me. And surrender to preach and to be a preacher for me. I fell down upon my face. I said, God, here it is. Here it is. I don't have much to offer you, but here it is. I was miserable. But all that day that I submitted my life to him, what great pleasure that he brought to my life. What great pleasure that I get that I get to serve the king today. What great pleasure that I get to come to God's house, not just this morning, but I get to come back tonight. I get to learn of His Word. Friend, that's a pleasure. What a pleasure it is to serve God. And He's seeking us out. You know that little something when you should have gone to Bible study and you didn't? That little something, that tugging on you? That's the Holy Spirit. That little something tugging on you on Sunday morning when the kids are horrible and you say, I ain't going the devil's done everything. And then you got that little tug. That's that sweet Holy Spirit seeking us out. Would you come worship me? Would you go give me praise today? Aren't you glad he doesn't leave us alone? Aren't you glad he never gets quiet? Man, I've had a lot of sleepless nights because of the Lord. <laughs> I've laid my head down on my pillow many times and he wouldn't leave me alone. Oh, but I'm thankful today because it was for my own good. And He's been convicting you. He's been reaching out to you. And friend, it's for your own good. God wants good for you today. He is here in this room today and He is seeking to fulfill your greatest need, lost person. He is seeking to fulfill your greatest desire, child of God. And He's seeking to fulfill your greatest pleasure. He's seeking. He's coming by. Are you willing to cry out? Are you willing to call out to Him? And accept what He's calling you to do. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent this morning. Miss Dean is going to play every head bowed, every eyes closed. These altars are wide open. Maybe God is calling you to a deeper service. Child of God, would you fall down and submit yourself to the Lord? Maybe He's seeking you out for church membership today. That God wants you to join here. Would you do that today and move your leg? Maybe He's seeking you out. He's saved your soul, but it's time for you to get baptized. Would you follow Him? Lost person, maybe He's here in this room today and He's tugging on your heart to be saved. Would you accept that? Come down, let me show you how to be saved. Come down right now. Don't hinder the Spirit this morning. Submit yourself to it. As she plays, would you come?
playing. I don't want to drag this out this morning. But I know the Lord's in this place. And I know he's moving in our hearts. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God this morning. Submit yourself to him. If you're here this morning, he's telling you you're lost and it's time to be saved. Would you get saved this morning? The Bible said that he'll leave 99 people just to save your soul. He'll leave 99 faithful sheep just to save your soul today. That's how much he cares. Walk down this aisle right now and be saved. He's calling you for a greater service. Walk down this aisle today and dedicate yourself to him. If he's seeking, would you answer? I want to thank you so much for being here this morning. Have y'all enjoyed yourself in the Lord's house? He's seeking. He's knocking. He's working this morning. You know what? When we're not working, He is. When we're asleep, He's still awake. He never gets silent. He never gets quiet. He's working all the time. And I'm glad He's working on me to make me what I ought to be. Listen, if He's seeking you today, would you submit yourself to Him?